Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Church Podcast. balancing act. Um, How do you maintain your balance in life? Uh, As I kind of think about different things that scare me to keep my balance, I I watch the Olympics. I love the Olympics. Um, But one of the elements of the Olympics that I just can't wrap my head around is the balance beam that the lady gymnasts do. I, I, I literally could not walk across that thing much less these girls are doing flips and twists and jumps. And like, I've even thought about doing this whole thing, you know, like they do. And I'm like, there's no, there's no, there's no way, right? I'm like, they must be demon possessed because a human was not meant to do that. Their head's going to start spinning at any time and throwing up. Cause I'm just like, there's no way you should be able to do that. Um, but they're able to do it because they've got a great center of gravity and balance. And man, while that is really difficult to maintain and to do, and some of us will never be able to walk across a balance beam. And if you're over the age of 40, you probably don't need to try it because you break something, right? Just how it is. Um, man, to live a balanced life in different areas of life is really, really difficult. It's really, really hard. And so today I want to talk to you, last week we talked about finances, but this this day is a huge one. Today I want to talk to you about how are you living your life balanced when it comes to your time? How are you doing living your life balanced in how you're spending your time? Because here's the main thought about today. It's it's mind-blowing. You've never thought of this. How you spend your time is how you spend your life. Right? Your, your life is a sum total of the choices you make on a daily basis. And so how we're spending our time every day will eventually dictate how we've spent our life. The choices we've made every day along our path, along life, will dictate how we spent our life. James chapter 4, verse 13 through 14 says this. Some of you say, today or tomorrow we will go to some city. But tomorrow... Your life is like a mist. You see it for a short time, but then it goes away. Your life is this. That's it. Right, right. And and some of us are like, well, I hope it's a little bit more than that. But according to the Bible, and it's all the way through, it says vapor, all this stuff, all throughout the scriptures, your life, my life is that. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. Steve, man, he's feeling great and doing fantastic. And then boom, cardiac arrest hits. 
And it's amazing that he's still here. He is an absolute miracle. He's one of the odds against all the odds. But man, your life, my life is but a mist, and we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And so how we live that out right there is a really big deal. How you and I decide to spend our time right there is huge. How you decide to spend your time in each phase being single, singles, that matters. Own that moment. Man, young couples, that matters. Own that moment as a young couple. College students, high school students, that matters. Own that moment. You with kids and you're just ready for your kids to be grown and you're driving. Man, that's your mist. That's, you got to, because you don't get to go back and do this again. You don't get a mulligan. This is not golf. You don't get a mulligan when it comes to living this life out in a balanced way. And here's the danger. Some of us, we are, we are living our life completely and totally off balance, and we're wasting our life. And so how do we come to a place where we live our life balanced? There's something on, there's a lot of things on the internet, but um, one of the things that I've been putting off to look at, because I, I just, it's morbid, so I'm just going to warn you with this a little bit. There is a thing called the death clock. Some of you have heard about this. They tell you your death day. Um, I don't know if you've heard it. You're like, that's a real deal. It's not scientific. They just take your birthday. They take your, like your BMI. You put some stuff in and do you smoke or do you not smoke? And then they give you your supposed death day, right? So, so I'm sitting in, in the office. I'm like, do I really want to know? Do I want to know? Do I want to do this? You know, like, I'm like, Ugh. And like Casey's like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. So I'm like, okay, I'm in, right? Like if you're not going to do it, I definitely will do it. So, um, so, so the, according to the death clock, or the death day, my day of death is March 31st, 2068. We will rue the day. Uh, March 31st, 2068. That means I have 47 more years. 47 more years. That is 17,441 more days and a little just under one and a half billion seconds, or maybe that's minutes. Hopefully it's minutes, not seconds. I forgot what it said on the website. Um, left. And here's the deal. When I realized that, I was like, well, well, like if you're 20, you're like, oh, 47, you've got like eternity left, right? Because you're 20, you're like, man, I'm only half. When you're 40, you're like, well, dang, I only got 47 more years of this. Like, and if you're 60, you're like, dang, that's going to go really quick, right? Um, like, you're just like, whoa. And, and, and I, I, I don't like it. You know, I'm like, it's not scientific. So I'm like, like oh, March 31st, 2068, that's today. Um, but it does make me realize that my life is this. It does, and, and, and to be morbid, not to be, we all have our moment, and our time here on earth is really limited, and if you would have asked me when I was young, what's the most valuable thing, what's the most valuable asset, what's the most valuable thing you can have, I would have told you money. Why? Because I didn't have it. Not that I'm rich now, but when you don't have anything and you're young, you're just like, I gotta make money, I gotta make money. Can I tell you, you can always make more money, but you can't make more time. And the time that you are given here on earth, it is absolutely the most valuable thing you will ever possess. 
And if you want to know the most frustrating thing is to go through a day and it not be a productive day. If, if I feel like I've wasted a day or wasted time, it's so frustrating to me because I'm like, oh, I don't get that time back. I waste, like if, if somebody wastes my time, oh, right? You're just like, oh, do you, yeah, yeah. I just got all the time in the world to waste right now, right? But we waste our own time and don't think anything of it. And we're, as a result, our life isn't balanced. So how do we get our life back on balance? When it comes to how we're spending our life and how we are spending our time, the first way is this, and I think we've really got to ask ourselves a question, but it's not the power in the question. Really, the power comes in the answer. The question is this, is what you're chasing worth catching? Is what you're chasing worth catching? Every single one of us in this place, we are chasing something. We are chasing, some, maybe you're chasing someone and you're singing, you're like, oh, I know my chase right now. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're chasing something. Is what you're chasing worth catching? When I was in elementary school, there was a kid named Jeff. And Jeff had a big personality, um, and so everybody kind of wanted to hang around Jeff, and Jeff would make the rules to tag, right? He would, everybody, all of us would get there and be like, okay, Justin, you're it. But here's the problem with Jeff. Jeff was slow. Um, Jeff was a horrible person to play tag with because you tag Jeff if you don't want to run very long. Um, and then Jeff's just running like passing out from dehydration because he's just running. And he's one of those slow kids that like you were like, you would slow down and let him get close and then you start giggling. And even while you're giggling really hard, you're like, oh, Jeff, you're going to get me. Um, and you just take off and make Jeff mad. Like you just pound the ground running harder. Um, but, but here's the problem with Jeff is that once Jeff got about to get tagged since he decided the game when you would go to tag and be like oh we're not playing regular tag we're playing freeze tag what what the heck jeff what what, what are you talking about i just tagged you bro um and he's like no it's freeze tag which means i can, somebody comes underneath my legs i can be back alive and you're like okay so it's freeze tag so you go tag everybody and they're frozen and you're like jeff you were the first one tagged you're it no no we were playing cartoon tag cartoon what the heck like what do you mean cartoon you yelled a cartoon that you like and i'm like that's the dumbest thing i ever heard jeff jeff is the reason that we have participation trophies i'm just letting you know he is the birthplace of where participation trophies happened um but like here's what started to happen all of us got tired chasing jeff because jeff kept chase, changing the rules jeff kept moving the bar and it was infuriating and so you know what I had to learn even in fifth grade some of you are like you were still playing tag in fifth grade I would play tag right now um, but um, I had to learn that it wasn't worth chasing Jeff and, and here's what's crazy to me we live in a world that we allow the society to tell us what success looks like what life should be ran after. And if you have this and you have this, then it's successful. If you're doing this and this and you're on the right path, and we let culture dictate what our life should be running after, and they keep moving the bar, and they keep moving what is right and what is wrong, and they can't make their mind up on what's right and wrong and what's successful and what's not successful. And the whole time, you and I were chasing our Jeff all along. And you've got to learn at some point that you You've got to stop chasing your Jeff because it's a waste of your time. 
Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 2 says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. If you're a follower of Christ in this place, you have been given a race to run. And the only way you can run your race and finish your race is not by looking at what your neighbors are running after, is not by looking what your coworkers are running after, not by what your friends or what your family's running after. Man, if you're going to run your race, if you're going to chase something and at the end of your days you get to your end day and it's been worth it, it's been worth catching, the only way that happens isn't to focus on what society says, isn't to focus on what your butt, it is to focus your eyes on Jesus Christ. Not the latest cool Christian thing to chase after. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus Christ. Why? Because he's the one that sets the race up before you. And if you will keep it focused and you will keep it fixed on him, you can run your race with endurance. That's what you and I are called to run after. You can't keep running after your Jeff. I love this quote by Thomas Merton. He said, people who spend their whole lives climbing the ladder of success only to find, once they reach the top, that that ladder was leaning against the wrong wall. And, and what are you chasing? Only you can answer that question. What are you chasing? Because what I can tell you is if you're just trying to climb the corporate ladder and climb the corporate ladder and get that corner office and get that position, and man, you're sacrificing your family and you're sacrificing your marriage, man, you're going to get to the end of it. And I got to tell you, you're going to come to a place where you're last day at the office and you're going to, all of us have a last day at the office. And you're going to walk away and that company is going to keep moving just fine without you. But what did you sacrifice along the way? To get it because you get there and it really wasn't worth chasing after. Man, you can have all the stuff. We talked about this. Like, man, you can have all the stuff. I know a bunch of people with a bunch of stuff that are miserable, right? They're not happy. They're never content. Man, you're chasing all the stuff, but you're never at a place where you're just content with what you have. Why? Because you're running after your Jeff. Is what you're chasing after? Is what you're sacrificing? Is it worth catching? Are you running the race that God has set out before you? Are you keeping your gaze fixed here or is it here? Because if you don't keep your gaze fixed here, you're going to run after your own personal Jeffs for the rest of your life and it will never be worth chasing. So if we're going to get our life back on balance, we have to understand that. Um, Psalms chapter 90 verse 12 says this, so teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days because what happens when we understand that our days are numbered, we start living them with wisdom. Second thing I would tell us today is this. You must be purposeful with what is limited. You got to be purposeful 
with what is limited. I'm about to show you a picture today, and um, I'm just going to tell you, for some of you, this is your biggest fear. This, um, you struggle. You may be close to a panic attack when we show this picture in just a moment um, because this is a struggle for you. It gives you the ibby-jibbies, and I mean, you try to strategize your life so you don't encounter this right here on the screen. Um, and when this pops up, I mean, we have wireless batteries now. We, we don't go home. I mean, leave home without it. But when this pops up on your phone, you're like, no, and you're a 50-year-old man, right? Like, you're, you're like, what am I going to do now? I was so far on Candy Crush. I don't know what's going to happen, right? You, you are freaking out. You go on vacation, and you're at Disney World or Disneyland or Disney Hell, one of them, and you're taking all the pictures, Right? And you're doing this, and, and all of a sudden this pops up, freak out is happening. Why? Because most of the time you're going two separate directions. And you know what's weird is that when this starts happening, you don't let your kids on, like, use the phone to keep watching uh, movies. You're not, you're not so surfing social media. Nobody's playing games. Why? Because you realize what I have left is limited. And so I'm actually going to use my phone to only communicate with. What? What is that? How, how dumb is that, right? Like, who, who just texts and calls? Like, uh, but when it's limited, you've got to be really, really careful and really purposeful in how you use your phone. Why, what if, what if we live life like that? What if you and I spent our time like this? Because the Bible says this, when, when verse 90... Chapter 90, verse 12, teach us to number our days so that we may get a heart of wisdom. Psalms 39, verse 4 through 5 says, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is just a breath. When you and I realize that the time we have here is limited, we become purposeful with what we have left. And here's what I understand. When I understand my time is limited, I must limit what I do with my time. Right? If we're going to really get back on balance, if we're going to live life in a way that it's balanced and we're not running after the Jeffs, we're not running after everything else, man, we've got to understand, once I realize my days are numbered, my, my time is limited, the result has to be not just going through like I've been living, not just chasing after stuff that's not worth catching, but when I understand it's limited, I, as a result, have to limit what I do with my time. What's that mean? Well, that means this. First thing is you can't make everyone happy. And for us people pleasers, that's hard. Because you, you want to hang out with everyone and you want to have time for everyone and give time to everyone and do everything and all that. And man, even as a pastor, man, I want to be there and hang out with everybody and have coffee with everybody and catch up with everybody and be at every hospital visit and surgery and baby birth. You know, every, I'm like, I, I can't, I can't, right? It's not that it's a bad thing, but I can't do it all. And if I understand my time is limited, then I gotta live, I gotta be really smart about how I live my time out. And there's gonna be some people 
that you're not going to make happy. And you got to learn to be okay with that. Because you understand, if my time, when I understand my time is limited, with what? It's limited. I've got a ton of stories about making my mom mad about this. Um, it's just true. I don't have time for it, but there's, it's just true. Second thing is this. Just because you're busy doesn't mean you're being productive and living life purposeful. This is a big one. Just because you're busy doesn't mean that it equals productive and purposeful. Man, we have bit on this big time. No, the, this is how we say we're cool now. How are you? Oh, I'm slammed, man. I am slammed. Really? Yeah, oh, bro, I'm barely keeping my head above water at work. They, they need me so bad, right? And so you're asking about how they're doing. And, and if you're busy, this is not a bad thing. Like, you can be like, I'm really busy. But because um, now after all the services, everybody's like, how are you doing? I'm good and everything's really slow. Um, but, um, <laughs> as, as, but, I mean, we go on vacation. How was vacation? Just slammed, just busy. I mean, we had to ride every water slide in the first hour. The kids needed stuff. I mean, just crazy. We were go, 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 no, no, no. And I need a vacation from my vacation. What, what's that mean? Like, we, hey, how, how was work? Just slam, man, slam. You, like, you, you just started working at Starbucks. Like, how, I had to taste every pastry. I mean, I was slamming them in my mouth. Like, I was just totally overwhelmed. I had to try all the coffee drinks. I mean, just, you know, and, and it's just what we do. But, but hear me. Just because you're busy, and some of us, we're going at a crazy rate, doesn't mean you're being productive and purposeful. I love this quote by Lance Witt. He said, you can't live at warp speed without warping your soul. You can't keep going and going and going. Because here's the truth. If you're going and going and going, more than likely, you and I are doing, doing, doing something we were never meant to do in the first place. It's true. And some of us, it's not that you're pursuing a bad thing. It, it, it can even be a good thing. But can I tell you, the biggest enemy to great is good. And some of you, you're pursuing stuff that's not, not, it's not even bad. But is that the race God has called you to live? Because you can't chase after everything. I mean, you can't run after every Jeff. Just because they're running after it and they're running, it doesn't mean that's the race you're supposed to be running. You've got to decide, man, I have got to be very wise and purposeful with how I am living my life because you can be so busy and miss what is significant and purposeful and productive just because you got busy with the everyday things. Now, this doesn't mean that you don't do anything. Well, I'm not going to do anything now. No, 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 no. There's, I'm not telling you to be lazy like your spouse asks you to do something. No, the pastor told me not to help you, not to please anyone, right? Like we're going to talk about being a jerk in a few weeks. Um, that will be in that message. But, um, you know, th that, that's not it. But, but here's what I would tell you. You aren't called to do everything, but you're called to do something. And you've got to decide what that something is. And it leads into our last point is this, is you determine your priorities or your priorities are determined for you. You've got to determine your priorities or, hear me on this because it's true, other people, other things, if you haven't determined your priorities, will be determined for you. Priorities define mean this, something that is more important than other things and need to be done or dealt with first. Something that is more important than other things and needs to be done or dealt with 
first. If you haven't identified your priorities, if you haven't communicated your priorities, if you haven't committed to your priorities and you haven't told your spouse and man, you haven't told your family, kids, you haven't told your parents what your priorities are. Parents, you haven't told your kids, you haven't told your friends, you don't have, you know, accountability person. Man, if you haven't dictated what your priorities are, I People, people and things are going to dictate your priorities for you. Here, here's the truth, is that everybody has a plan for how they will spend your time. Everybody has a plan for your life and your time. If not, just wait till your buddy calls and say, hey, what you're doing, right? Oh, nothing? Okay, here's what I need you to do, right? He called you not to see how you were doing. He needed something. Like he had a plan how to spend your time. It's true. And can I tell you, priorities are like the turn-by-turn direction for your life. It is the, like, if you go on a road trip, and you put the destination in Google Maps, or your Maps app, whatever you use, if it's a real road trip, I'm not talking about how to get out of your neighborhood. If you don't know how to do get out of your neighborhood, don't go on a road trip, right? But when, when you're doing a road trip, it's not a straight shot most of the time. There are turns that you have to make. And when those turns come up, it's hilarious because all of us do this. We slow down. We turn the radio down because that helps us turn better, right? We're like, okay, I'm listening. Shh, get shut up back there, right? Like you're just like, I've got, I'm trying to focus because I don't want to miss it. Why don't you want to miss a turn? Because you don't want it take you don't want it to take you longer to get yourself to the destination to the place you want to be at. And Siri is making sure you don't. Your destination is in a thousand feet. Your destination is in eight hundred feet. Hey, dummy, don't miss it. It's in five hundred feet. Three hundred. Panic. Freak out. Two hundred. One hundred. Your turn is happening right now. Like stop. Ah! You know, and you're just like, okay, Siri, geez, calm down. Um, here's the deal. We somebody's getting a call from Siri right now, right? Hey Siri, let's see if anybody responds. Um, but we, 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 we have to slow down so we don't miss the turns. And can I tell you, that's what priorities do for you. They make you slow down. And they make you realize what's important so that you don't miss it. That, that's the whole point of priorities. And, and you and I have got to have our priorities set before the busyness of life hits. Man, we've got to determine what is really the priority of my life. And I've got to make sure that every day my priorities are setting my schedule and my priorities are getting the majority of my time instead of the chasing Jeff moments. I love this verse in the Bible, this passage of scripture that's found in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 through 17. It says, be very careful then how you live. Right? We can stop right there and bow our heads and close our eyes. Man, be, be careful. Don't, don't. You got to be careful with that. Don't just keep going through life, but, but be very careful how you live this out. Not as the unwise, but as the wise. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. If you can leave this up there just for a second. Man, be very careful how you're living your life. Don't live it off balance. Don't let your time, but, but man, 
like, like Steve said in the video, he said, man, I just realized what really wasn't a big deal and what was really important. Understood. Make the most of every, every day. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, don't be fool. You know what the foolish thing is? Is not understanding what God's will is for you. Paul's even said, it's not just foolish, it's an unwise way to live. And some of us, our life is unbalanced, and we're busy, and we're crazy, and we're not, we're not living this life out with purpose. And the, the reality is, I'm not trying to be mean, I'm not trying to be, man, we're being really foolish, and we're being very unwise with how we're spending our time, which means we're living our life in a foolish, unwise way. Because how we spend our time is how we live our life, and how we spend our life. Man, understand what the will of God is for you and run after that. Well, Justin, how do I know what the will of God is for me? What's the will of God for me? That's the question, right? I got news for you. I have no idea. I don't know what the will of God is for Dennis Duncan. You know who's got to find that out? Dennis Duncan. I don't know what the will of God is for Kevin Kunkel. You know who's got to find that out? Kevin Kunkel. Adam Chris, man, no clue. Adam's got to find that out. And do you know how you find that out? You find that out by getting in the Word of God, by spending time in prayer, and taking time to listen to the Holy Spirit speak to you. Doesn't come in the next book by Stephen Furtick or Craig Rochelle or whoever your favorite author is. Doesn't, doesn't, mm-mm. You got to find it out for you. But here's what I will tell you. Dennis' race looks different than my race. Kevin's race looks different than my race. Adam's race is different than my race. That's why you've got to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus Christ, who is the author and perfecter of your story, of your faith. He doesn't write copies. He's writing your story for a purpose. And the only way that purpose comes to fruition, the only way you live balanced, is not by chasing Jeff or trying to do what everybody else is. Man, keep your gaze fixed on Jesus Christ and run the race that he has marked out for you. That's how you don't be foolish, but you make the most of every opportunity, man, that you understand what the Lord, you own up to what the Lord's will is for you. That's how you live your life with balance when it comes to your time. I need to close and shut up and be done, but I close with this. There's a movie I watch by myself most of the time um, because most of the time, Man, it just wrecks me at the very end. Um, it's called The Notebook, um, and it's, um, it's not The Notebook. I may cry during The Notebook. I'm not going to tell you, but you guys are like, yeah, he does. Um, but it, the movie's called Schindler's List, and it's been out for a long time. But at the end of the movie, Oscar Schindler was a factory owner during World War II, the Nazi invasion, and... Um, he starts hiring all these Holocaust victims, all these, all these people that are in the German Nazi encampment um, in Auschwitz and uses them to work in his factory. He starts making just ridiculous amounts of money in the war, and he doesn't have to pay the Jews anything. And in the process of everything, he starts seeing these people not just as a way to make money, but he sees them as people. 
And he sees them as a soul, and he sees them as something to be valued. And so he starts buying as many of these Jews that are in the, the, the concentration camps and starts bringing them in and just keeps hiring and hiring and buying as many as he can that literally he, he owns. He has saved hundreds of people. And it comes to the end of this movie and he's getting ready to get into his car and all the Jews are there and the, the war has ended and he's getting ready to leave and, and he takes off like different things and he's getting ready to get in his car and as he does, they're just thanking him and he, he grabs a pen off of his jacket and he's like, I... I I should have given this pen away. You know, I could have gotten one more for this pen. I, 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 this ring, this ring, I, I, he probably would have given me, you know, three, but at least two more people that I could have reached, you know, if I would have given this ring away, this car. And he goes into this whole thing and he starts saying this phrase that just haunts me. He says, man, I wasted so much time and so much money. I could have done more. I could have done more. And I, my goal and my prayer as your pastor is that you live this life with limited regrets. And you live it full of life. The word of God says, Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it to the full. Have it to abundance, right? Not that you would live life in such a way that you have regrets, but that you would live with limited regrets. And as you come to the end of your days and the end of your time that you're there and you're not saying, man, I could have done more, man. You just say, man, I ran my race with all that I had. I ran it as the apostle Paul wrote, man, I ran my race race with purpose in every step. The only way that happens is when you understand my time is limited, so I must limit what I do, and you've got to set your priorities up in a way that honors God, and you run the race that he's called you to. Man, live your life with balance, because it's just a mist. It's here, and it's gone. But the impact you can have in that can be eternal if you live it with purpose in every step. Let's pray. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or in need of prayer or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at Nicole at foundationschurch.tv. hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.